today on Growth Mindset University. Eighth grade, seventh grade, sixth grade. I'm talking 50 minutes of hell uh, having to put up with a grammar class. And I don't know why I'm there. I don't know what we're studying. I don't know why I'm going to use it, how I'm going to use it. You're listening to Growth Mindset University, educating tomorrow's leaders with lessons from today's entrepreneurial elite. It's a progressive new age of business we find ourselves in, and we'll help you find the success you seek by listening to today's industry professionals and thought leaders teach us the lessons we should have learned in school but didn't. Now, please welcome your host, Jordan Paris. Welcome to Growth Mindset University, where we are re-releasing some of our best productions of the podcast over the past two and a half years. We've had so many tremendous conversations on Growth Mindset University, so many amazing guests with real practitioners who not only have been there and done that, but are still doing that and are world-class at the thing they currently do. I am Jordan Paris, and you can find me, of course, on Instagram. I hang out mostly, though, on LinkedIn, Jordan Paris there. That's where I'm cool, so to say. I'm not exactly cool on Instagram yet. I would like to be cool on Instagram one day, but anyhow, look me up on your platform of choice and connect with me, and we'll share a dialogue about these episodes of the podcast. Now, today is our second re-release out of four, and it is a very interesting conversation with Grant Cardone. If on the off chance you don't know who Grant Cardone is yet, Grant is the author of the 10X Rule and, of course, the creator of the 10X Growth Conference, where tens of thousands of people attend every event. He owns and operates seven privately held companies and a $1.4 billion portfolio of multifamily properties. Grant is certainly unique, flashy with his private jet and vehicles and homes and properties. Very controversial. A Scientologist, I ask him about that. So I'll leave it at interesting conversation. And you can share this conversation with the link jordanparis.com slash EP210. And now, here we are, Grant Cardone. I remember when I was in a Marriott hotel, it was the Oak Brook Marriott. I was 31 years old. It's in the basement. I remember you had to hit LL, lower lobby, to get there. And um, I walked in this room, and I wanted to be a speaker at the time. I walked into this room. This room was probably set up for 250 people, and I'm like, one day I'm going to talk to a room this big, 250 people. When we did the Marlin Stadium in February, I walked in one bathroom. There was over 250 people waiting to take a leak. Hmm. So your dreams come true. And the biggest mistake that I've made is I didn't dream big enough the whole time. Yeah. Well, we're going to get to that. You can find Grant at grantcardone.com, cardonecapital.com, at Grant Cardone on Instagram and literally everywhere. It's, uh, it's not hard to find Mr. Grant Cardone on the interweb. So Grant... Welcome. Thanks, man. Thanks. Yeah. So what are we missing from that intro? You're, you, you got two kids, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you got a you kids, beautiful wife. Yeah. What, how, how'd you find a wife that's like, so like, she's a hustler too. She probably hustles just as hard as you. 
No, that's not true. No. Not even <laughs> well, she's no. made a name for herself. Yeah, no, she's a cool chick, but she does not work like I work. Okay. And she would, she would admit that like, she's just a different vibration, right? I'm not saying that, 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 that wasn't in a demeaning way. Yeah. She does not have to, like, she doesn't have to, not because of me, because it's not how she's built. She's not built to do that. And she doesn't have to meaning, meaning she, she, she vibrates at a higher band than the effort band. Like I'm an effort. I'm a hard work, struggle, push, um, you know, maybe don't trust as much. I come from like l- less trust and she's like, Oh no, everything's going to be great. Like she, she's just a, she's more of like a butterfly and I'm more like a, uh, like, like an alligator or something, <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I'm down in the swamp, dude. Like I'm down in the, in the, so it's just a different deal. Everybody's got a different kind of energy, how they get where they're going to go. Yeah. But you're, idea here you're you're a family man right like yeah oh, no, for sure. yeah yeah and your kids though are homeschooled now this is an interesting thing is that correct yeah they're 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 homeschooled not because i want to homeschool them because i don't want them in schools why because uh, i didn't want to be in school the thing's broken like why would i want to exactly. send my kids to something broken i i think formal education is a huge scam like especially when you get to the college level i think yeah. it's a complete waste of time yeah, well, the first 12 years, you know, the first 12 years are just like, it's prison, man. All you got to do is drive by the school that you went to as a kid. And it doesn't look like, like, I don't know where you, where you went to school, but my school, when I drive by it, Prien Lake, Oak Park, uh, Oak Park, uh, the, the, uh, the LaGrange, I'm like, that don't look like a fun place to go to. No, and, that, and, that's what, that's what James Altucher and I were talking about recently too, like college equals prison and and even and yeah and you're even talking though like elementary I'm school fifth grade yeah. i'm talking ninth grade eighth grade seventh grade sixth grade i'm talking 50 minutes of hell uh having to put up with a grammar class and i don't know why i'm there i don't know what we're studying i don't know why i'm going to use it how i'm going to use it so that's why i was working with my kids this morning on on um uh before i got here uh, uh, Scarlett was doing what, what, what was she doing? She was, Oh, clocks. We were doing clocks. She's eight. So we're doing clocks and we're doing subtraction and we're doing multiplication with zeros. And, and it goes on and on and on. I'm like, Hey, do you got one row of clocks? You don't have to do the second row. Mm. Like, you, you know, you got it. You got this, you know, when 440 is show me 440 on my watch. And then she shows it to me. I said, good, we're good. Let's roll next. Let's go find something. Let's go find something you want to learn about. And by the way, why would you want to know what time it is? You know, so you can be there for your appointment. You can be there early for your appointment, make a great impression. Cause that's, what's going to matter more than anything is, and somebody's probably going to tell you when 440 is, I mean, she's got a damn phone that tells her when 440, you're going to set your damn alarm. It's going to tell you, get your ass over there. And what I'm telling her is, look, you know, what you need to know about time is you need to be early, always early. Yeah. Don't be on time. Be early. So, like, when it says 440, you need to be there like 420, sit there waiting, hungry, ready to go, just like, la, 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 let's roll. Absolutely. So you're the teacher, Grant? I'm definitely a teacher. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, teach my whole life. Yeah. How, how did that come about? Well, when, when was, like, the first time you took on the role of teacher? 
Yeah, that's good that you know that. Nobody's ever asked me that ever in any interview I've ever done. Good for you, bro. That's what I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I am a teacher. I am definitely a teacher. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I, I know that like when I was a young salesman mm. and I was starting to figure out how to sell stuff, I would tell other people, oh, dude, let me tell you how to do this. I'd see other guys struggling. I mean, I wasn't being paid to do that. But the more I taught other people, the more I learned. Like, there's one thing when you read a book. Uh, It's another complete different thing when you teach the book that you didn't write to somebody else. Right. The understanding now, you know, it's like you can read a recipe on, on chocolate chip cookies. But once you actually make the chocolate chip cookies, then you actually stay. If you did it enough times, you'd actually come up with a better recipe than, than your mama had. Mm-hmm. But you'd have to actually read it, do it, and then do it over and over and over again to become a master at it. Experience, so teaching- experience is the best teacher. That's yeah, yeah. And that, well, that's not happening in schools, especially like college. It's all theory. Yeah, mostly, mostly out of a book, right? From, yeah, and it's outdated. Yeah. Decades outdated. Oh, decades, decades, if not, you Waste know, the time. not even relevant, maybe. No, not even relevant. Look, I, look I, I was a marketing major for years in college. And look, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm just finishing up college right now. Like it's, it's very low on the totem pole of priorities. I'm even like, like I, I actually have class right now, but like, you know, this class is more important. So that's why yeah, I'm here. Yeah. But uh, where was I even? Oh, yeah, I was a marketing major. I love marketing. You know, th- this show has grown on the back of marketing. I've been like, like everything I have is because like marketing. I love it. I love learning from people like you, Russell Brunson, you name it, Seth Godin. We're, we're not learning any of that in school though. Like none of those principles that, that these people like yourself and everyone else are teaching, the things that are actually relevant and working today, like that's not taught there. No. Yeah. Yeah. How do you build a landing page? When do you price it? What do you price it? How do you pitch it? How do you promote it? What's the best distribution network? How do you follow it up? Follow up with a text, automatic chat. Like what, what are you doing with it? Like we, we, we learn stuff around here. You learn by doing, you got to be in the lab and, and regardless of what the AB test, um, regardless of what you think comes out of a book, that might not even work. So what works is what works. Yeah, absolutely. You know something else that they don't teach in school that I that I, I was I was hearing you talk about the other day. Write offs. Like you wrote off. You, you bought this jet. How much was it? Fifty million. It was a lot of money. Yeah, it's a lot of money. <laughs> so you wrote off the entire thing, and you're not paying taxes. taxes for 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 that year. Yeah, for the entire year. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I I don't even know, I wouldn't even know how to go about that. Write something off. Should be a class. There should be a business class. What, you know, how, how, how to, how to, how to beat up the IRS. How to beat up the IRS. Knows knows the class. Why wouldn't there, why wouldn't there be a class on how to, how to bang the IRS? Yeah. What's tax deductible? What's not? What is the priority of expenses? What should I spend money on? What shouldn't I spend money on? You know, you got that book behind you, The Millionaire Next Door. That book fucked up more people. Oh. <laughs> it fucked up so many people, dude. 
Okay, it is. It is. The, it, it was built for the middle class uh. to trap people. I'm not saying that. I don't think he intentionally meant to trap people. I think he actually thought that that was a good guidance. But you cannot save your way to to freedom. Yeah, it's impossible. You cannot save your way there. This is the entire failure of the middle class. These are old economic principles. It's what you're saying. Things are outdated. And that book might have been relevant back then. 90s. Save money, start investing early, um, you know, budget. It's stupid. I, I heard a guy yesterday on CNBC say that he had figured out how a couple could live on 50 grand a year. And bro, it's impossible through pensions, pensions and, and dividends. So it, and passive income. If you make 50 grand a year, you will never, ever have financial freedom. It's impossible. Because even if you have enough money to, to pay the bills, you are still going to be worried about that thing that might happen, whatever that thing is. And the schools can't teach all that because now, now what you do is you start, you start waking America up. That's what schools should do. It should wake people up. It should wake people up to the economic problem, not a political issue, not liberal or, or, or conservative, but like, Hey, what do you and your family need to do to take care of the economics of your household? Yeah, you should see, uh, you know, speaking of like, you know, liberal conservative, it's like a lot of these colleges, especially like sociology professors, they, they're indoctrinating us into like this ideology, like the, the, the thing that we're focusing on right now in sociology that we've been focusing on for like way too long is wealth inequality and how it's just not fair and it's and it's stupid and it's unjust and it's like whoa wait a second like life isn't fair <laughs> and, hey, and, and, i don't i don't understand it it's it's the stupidest thing like we, we we're advocating for essentially like something close to socialism like, yeah but like you stay where you are in socialism whereas like you know, we, you and I, Grant, we can go from like one end of the spectrum, you know, the the the, the bottom one percent to the top one percent, and people have done so. Like, I imagine you were not, you know, you weren't always well off, right? No, no. Look, look. I uh, the reason I went to quali- college was I wanted wealth inequality. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, hey, man, like, like, how do I get in the one percent? That's all. That should be the class they teach. Yeah, it's not even I, like I solve it. How do I get in it? Even you just know? the pursuit of it is fun. Like the journey, and uh, it that yeah, we can have. That, it's a hope. What's fun. a hope? I disagree with you. I think you're going to change your mind on that shit. Like, well, like it, you're it's reading things off of Instagram. It's I'm the kidding. journey, not the destination. That's bullshit. It's the destination, dude. You want to you want to get to the yacht, right? If you're going to if you're going to Italy for the for the summer. You know, you want to get to Italy. You, you you don't want to be stuck in the journey on the way to Italy. I mean, that can be fun, but you want to finally get to Italy. You want to see Italy. You want to drink the wine, be in the, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, <clears throat> yeah, the journey can be fun, but not if you're just on the journey forever. Like, the, there's nothing wrong with the score. Ask the Miami Dolphins how much they like football right now as they are on their journey. <laughs> to nowhere. It's the score, you know. If the Astros put away this World Series, they're going to be like, dude, it's it, – yeah, the journey's great and everything. It's 160 games. Um, 
before before they get to the postseason. And they're like, yeah, the journey beat my legs up, beat my arm up. I got, I got, I got sprained. That was cool. But dude, it's that World Series ring. It's the score. Well, I agree with you. The the point I I 100% agree with you. The the only point I was trying to make is that it's like a hopeful thing. Like we can have an aim instead of living in a socialist society, a, a totally like, you know, a society, a society with equality of outcome and income equality, like where we can't have an aim. You know, we right now we can at the very least even if we don't make it, we can we can have an aim, you know, and and it yeah, can you be You will make it though. You will make it. People need to know that they will make it if they don't quit. You can't not make it if you don't quit. You can't not make it if you don't quit. If people just will not quit, like it's not even an, like it is a 100% guaranteed chance you'll make it if you don't quit. Yeah. It, it's hard and, to like imagine though, you know, it's, it's like a, it, until you see it. Yeah. You know, what's going to happen? What, what people don't understand, what I know today is not only are you going to make it, you're going to make it further than you thought. That's going to be the shocking part. All the guys, whether you're talking to rappers, athletes, bankers, um, Wall Street guys, they're like, wow, I never thought I'd make it this far. It's not that they didn't make it, dude. They made it further than they thought they'd make it. Bill Gates never imagined where he'd be today. And he was a big dreamer. He never thought about this. Mark Zuckerberg never thought about it. He underestimated Facebook by, by like, a hundred thousand times. Forget 10 X. So he never, ever thought I'm going to be one of the richest people on the planet at the age of 30 years old. I'm going to be in congressional hearings. <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I'm not going to build Facebook as a, a networking thing. I'm going to be, we're going to be under threat for controlling uh, the, the outcome of presidential elections. He, he, he underestimated every single thing he did. Uh, uh, Steve Jobs completely underestimated. This took him 30 years to, to finally get Apple right. Completely. He's in his grave today saying, damn, that went better than I thought it would. Cause he didn't quit. I agree. What let's, let's talk about, I want to, I want to get back to school. We were talking about some of the things we should, should be learning in school. Hey, you hate schools, don't you? I, I really hate school. Yeah. It's, I think Once it's crazy. Quit, Once you quit, if you hate it. Because I'm here by force, like I, you know, my my parents force me to, and I I have, I have only six months left. I put in three and a half years, yeah, and yeah. Uh, and and yeah, so like it's okay. But you ought to go ahead and get it done, knock it out, man. We ought to end this podcast. You ought to go to your class. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know the problem with college is number one, there is a problem there. Number two, you got a bunch of people going there that have no intention of getting anything out of it. So the student becomes part of the problem. Mm. It's a, yeah, I, I would agree that I am. I, I am part of the problem. I think of, I think of that too. Like I gave, I, I just gave up on it like super early. Yeah. yeah. I, I punted. I did too. I did too. But I punted, but I didn't leave. Right. Well, look, 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 we talk about, we talk about this, but meanwhile, like I have a 98 a 96 a 93 and like an 82, 82 is like, it's, you know, the way I, I, I want to point that out. Like I don't have four D's and yeah, your, your grades are all higher than every, every grade I had, by the way. <laughs> so what was your college experience? Like it was terrible. It was like, it was horrendous. The only thing worse than that was maybe high school. So it was, it was terrible. Like I, I didn't go to class. 
Uh, I remember I was getting ready for an English, some English test. I don't even know why I was doing English. I'm freaking using drugs eight o'clock in the morning, chewing amphetamines to stay up because I'm studying late. I'm going between, between smoking weed and chewing, chewing amphetamines just so I can stay up. So I can't really study. I'm just staying up because I don't want to go to sleep because if I go to sleep, then I'm not learning anything. I'm not learning anything while I'm studying, eating freaking amphetamines and smoking weed. Uh, it must be 8.45 in the morning. I start playing with my 357 Magnum that had a two-pound trigger on it, custom trigger. Most of the triggers come from the factory, like seven or eight pounds. Like, you got to pull on it to pull it. I had it down to two pounds, so, like, you could – it was just like – you could barely touch it, and it would go off. And I'm in – I'm all loaded up, 8.30 in the morning, aiming at the mirror in my little apartment. I'm paying $300 a month for and boom, that thing goes off. Jeez. <laughs> Blows a hole in my in my mirror in my bathroom, goes through the other bedroom, goes through the other room in the room. So, you know, I got to I got to handle the police and get to my class. That's what my college was like. How, how did you how did you clean up your life? One day at a time. That's what they One say. Day One day at a time. I had to go make up the damage to those people. So, you know, I got out of college. I was 23 when I got out of college. I was selling cars. The night I, the night, the night I got my diploma, I was selling, selling a car. I didn't even go get the, the, I didn't go to my graduation. How I even graduated, I don't know. That shows you how screwed up the whole deal is. The fact that I could do all that bullshit for five years and even get out, that, that, that I would get a certificate tells you how broken the deal is. Yeah, it's really easy. It is really easy. Uh, yeah. I, I don't put in any effort to get those grades. I don't do anything. Yeah. So well, the reason that, I brought this. That is sad. That is sad. It yeah. is sad. The, the reason I brought this back up again. Yeah, well, well, first, first, first. You, then you, you, then we, we, we bring into account like the student loan debt, right? Like, yeah, well, you know, if one, you want one, to fix everything, this is how you would fix everything. If I was running for president, this is what I would say. Um, okay, guys, here's the deal. We're going to give money to everybody to go to college. We're going to give the college the money now because they're not really giving me the money. They're giving the college the money. Let's call a spade a spade here. Okay. It's why college tuitions have gone up faster than any other product in America. Cars, food, rent, college tuitions just got jacked because the money was free, but the money doesn't go to you and me. The money goes to the college, right? So, um, what the colleges should do is this. We'll give the, the college the money for, for you to go to college, for Grant to go to college. Um, but if Mr. Skywalker doesn't get a job, if he doesn't attend class, if he doesn't finish in this period of time, then we take that money back. And then the colleges would have to. All that college debt, the colleges should pay that shit back. For not getting the product. I'm a business and I deliver a product. I, 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 my company, we promise to deliver $30,000 worth of products to you and we don't. You're going to want your money back. The college, like if they don't graduate is what you're saying. Yeah, like, exactly. That, you're like, that being the product. Or if they, gra- if they graduate and they don't have the abilities and the skills. Or if they graduate and they graduate in a category and that job no longer exists which is what's happening today. Exactly. 
So, hey, you can't educate somebody on it in an industry, uh, uh, in a, in a skill and that skill doesn't exist. You guys need to be planning for the future if you want that money. Or maybe that money goes to an escrow account and you only give it to the college as the person shows or demonstrates that, that they actually have some skills. Yeah, exactly. The, the, the thing now, one of the big problems is like the, the college, the colleges, universities do not have, uh, they don't really have skin in the game. Like we gave them their money exactly. and they, and they don't like as much, they can set talk all they want. Like, Oh, we care about our graduate success, blah, blah, blah. But like, it doesn't make a difference to them whether someone gets a hundred thousand dollar job or a, or a, or a serving job. Like it doesn't matter to them yeah. at all whatsoever. So, so when you have skin in the game, like you're suggesting, that's yeah. a good yeah. thing. Once you become getting the master's program or a doctorate, you know, once you're getting real attention from the professor and they actually know you and what you're up to and your capabilities. Um, but, you know, you're talking about six or seven years of college now. The, the average person in college today, I think 40 percent of the people in college are in six years. Mm -hmm. And 64 percent or 60 some odd percent are still in it. Uh, in at four years, 40% are still in after six years. It's like, it's, it's terrible. But anyway, dude, let's don't, let's don't, cr I mean, you don't want to spend all your time talking about how much college sucks. Yeah. So what's like, what now, what, what are some let's lessons? The podcasters out there that suck. <laughs> let's talk about podcasters that suck. Yeah. Because a lot of podcasters, what happens is they, they, they got their list of questions. I was telling a dude this earlier today. I'm like, they got their list of questions. They don't know how to communicate with, with, in the interview. I see people do this on stage. They do an interview. They ask a guy questions. They go, they're so set. I learned this when I was doing interviews with Fox and CNBC. I'm like, you can go in there with a plan. I tell my wife all the time, you can go in there with a plan. But the moment they start asking questions, you need to, you need to throw the plan away and get with the, get with whatever's going on right then and there. Because sometimes, you know, sometimes better stuff comes out of, like you, you prepare, you know what you're doing. You're good. You, you, you do research, but then all of a sudden this thing goes a different direction. And, and if, if the podcaster, the interviewer is so set on that next question, they could miss like this juicy, candid. Lewis Howes does a great interview. He does. He, he like, he's there. He's present. Yeah. Uh, I personally find doing interviews. Interviewing someone else is like one of the most difficult things I can do. It is. I think what's important is what what helps me. All all I need to know is like the first, like where to go first, and then from there, it's like okay, it's good. Uh, like you know, I don't really care where it goes. That's why, like you know, to to be very transparent, like you know, your assistant had asked for an outline from me, and then I told her I was like, oh, I'll get it to you. I'll get it to you in a couple of days, like thinking, you know, I won't be asked again. Cause like, I don't, I don't provide that. I barely even do that for myself. Yeah. Right. Cause like the goal is to not like be so attached to some That's outline. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You do a great job. Well, well, thank you. I, I appreciate that. So I, I, now you had this, you had the podcast. It was called, uh, I used to listen to it when it was called power players. Yeah. Why'd you, why'd you switch to Cardone zone? Why? No, well, what happened? We, we didn't switch. Uh, the power player show is still inside the Cardone zone. Well, yeah. Oh, we made a marketing mistake. I had, I had, it, this was a total marketing era. Um, we had the Cardone zone, young hustlers, the G and E show, power players and the real estate show. And I had them as five different podcasts. 
because I thought they'd be five different audiences, which they are. Some of them cross over. Um, but the problem was I had to market five different podcasts and it's impossible. So we wrapped them all under the Cardone zone and power players is our Tuesday show where I interview uh, people that are in power. Yeah. The five is way too much. We still have five shows. That's, that's crazy. Though un, the, uh, under the Cardone zone. So I can push people okay. podcasts. Okay. No, I, I, now I get what you're saying. No, the five different channels though. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's like a little, you, I, I feel like you're diverting your, uh, impact a little bit, but like, you know, I, I, I'm sure your I'm sure your listenership probably is, is far more consistent between everything. Now, like I, I'm sure people listen to, to like, you know, most everything. Uh, we don't, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, but I have no clue. <laughs> So where, where does like the podcast, where does the podcast for you like fit into, you know, your business and everything you're trying to do? Like, is it part of your funnel? Like, what is it? Not really. No. You want one answer? Not really. <laughs> what, what's the purpose of it? Is it fun? Um, it's kind of necessary. It's just necessary. Right. So it's like takes a lot of energy, like doing five shows a week. I don't know, man. I don't know. We're trying to figure stuff out all the time. You know, I've been doing those shows. How long have I been doing those shows? Six years. Yeah. I don't know. I never know what works, really. Anybody that says they know what works is not making as much money as I make. What are some of the ingredients right now? Some of the some of the things that go into making, as you alluded, told me uh, before we got on here, a damn good podcast. What goes into it? What goes into making your damn good podcast? I don't know that my podcasts are good. <laughs> okay. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know that they're good. I, I don't know that they're, you know, are they good? I don't know. There's a lot of podcasts. I don't think anybody's, I don't think it's going to really matter if a podcast is good. Joe Rogan's got a great podcast because it makes a lot of money. You know, uh, Mike, Mike Tyson, I, I, I don't know if his, you know, I don't know what he's doing with that, w- whether he, they're going to make money or not. Uh, my one, my real estate show by itself will, pr- will probably raise more money than any single podcast in the world. Well, why? Because are you pushing people to Cardone Capital? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah we raised $256 million, a quarter of a billion dollars. I don't think any podcast could say they've done that. Well, there you go. That's that's you. That's you building a business around your podcast. Eh, it's no, a- not really, not really, not really. We we built a business and we used the podcast to facilitate the business. It's just right. But I see a lot of people building a podcast that that is the the, the engine, and that that the engine is the business. The business needs to be the engine, the real business, right? <clears throat> the Cardone Capital thing is easy because it's a real legit business. It's not. It's not mentoring products. It's not la la land. It's not things that are hard to describe. Perfume, cologne, diets, uh, makeup, uh, you know, whatever. It's, hey, you're, you take hundreds of thousands of dollars and move it to this piece of real estate and then you get paid every month. It's a real, it's a big, big very uh, energy heavy business, right? Um, the podcast is something we're just talking about. I'm, I'm educating people. I'm teaching people back to that teaching thing. Hey, how to buy real estate while I'm teaching you. If you don't, you find out you don't want to do this yourself because most people shouldn't do it themselves. Cardone capital is sitting over here to take care of you. And 
Look, I don't regret doing the podcast. I, I'm, I'm doing them. I've been doing them six years. Uh, but what makes a good one? Lewis House got a good one. Uh, I mean, who's, who's some people that have a good ones? You know, everybody's got a good podcast. Yeah. I don't know that mine's good. I don't even know if that is a podcast, what I do. Well, what do you think what I do is? I think it's a podcast. Okay. Yeah. yeah I think I think it's a I think it's a it's very much like, you know, since you have the five different shows and you got this umbrella, it's like, you know, like Fox and they have all these different shows. That's what you're doing right now. Like you got you got this yeah. you get this channel, you know, it's like channel four thirteen or whatever. And uh and you got all these different shows yeah. on on different days. Like everyone knows like Monday is is this Tuesdays yeah. like power players? You yeah, know? I don't even know. I don't even know what podcast means. Like, I don't. I've never even looked it up. What does the pod mean? Something like AirPods? No, AirPods? no, no. AirPods were not around in two thousand six. Yeah. My guy, Johnny, Johnny back here, <laughs> camera guy. Never asked the camera guy. No. So, uh, uh, you know, so so those are shows, right? We they're shows. Like you're you're doing a podcast. Is this just audio, or are you going to use video as well? I use audio because this does this squadcast right here does not capture the video. Yeah. So so we'll uh, are we capturing this? Yeah. So we we you know everything we do is video first, and then we'll dump it we'll dump it into Stitcher. Mm, good. Good. Well, I got I got these questions. Yeah, oh, go ahead. oh, we got. Is the phone okay? Yeah, I'll edit that. Let me let me let me make a mark to edit it. Thirty two minutes. Oh, just leave it in there, man. It's sexy. Oh yeah. It, it is. You know, I, I actually have been leaving leaving more of those like nobody. errors in there like that. It's it's more realistic. Nobody. It's more like, yeah, nobody cares. Nobody gives a shit. People like, like, they like all that. Like, I like all the stuff before the show starts. I love that stuff. Yeah, I do too. Sometimes, sometimes I keep that in. But, uh, but uh, hey, I got questions. I got questions about like money okay. and, 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 make, and making some investments here. Because people all the time, like, you know, I, you know, your average like employee uh, working for someone like, you know, all they talk about is like Roth IRA and 401k is like my friends like talk about it. And I'm, and I'm, I, it's like, I feel like it's a, I don't know why, but it's like, they're stupid uh, things to put your money in. Like, what, what would, what would right. you, you're totally right. So why? Uh, because how old are you? 22. Yeah. So why, why would I, I put money in a retirement account when I was 22 years old? It was st- completely stupid. That money was then not, I could not access, uh, uh, access that money for 40 years. Like you, you, you know, oh yeah. So, but you save taxes and, you know, uh, $2,000 a month or whatever the number is. I think I could do up to, I don't know, in my, probably 5,800 bucks a year. So it was like four or 500 bucks a month could go into this retirement account, 5,800 a year. This is back to that, that dumbass book you got by, over your left shoulder there. The millionaire next door. The goal should not be to be a millionaire. That's the, the goal should be to 10 X. Put that book in front of that other book. No, <laughs> front of that. Yeah. Yeah. Get rid of that thing, dude. That thing is like, that was the devil wrote that or something. I got to, I got to rearrange that. I got to rearrange it later. That book is awful. If you want financial freedom, that book is terrible. If you want to live the rest of your life on a budget, that's the book people should use. (laughs) But if you want freedom, if your viewers like, Hey man, I want, I want to have so much money. I'm not worried about money. Then, then a Roth is not what you want. 
right? Because if you can, if you can put away 5,000 bucks a year for 30 years, it's 150 grand. Um, that's no money. Yeah. Like that's not going to be any money that that's 150 grand today, uh, without any inflation affecting it. So if we inflate for 30 years at, at, at just 2% a year or even 1% a year, say little dude, what's the little dude doing in my, in my, in my, in my garden? Um, you know, like, like that cuts that money in half at 60%. If it goes to 90%, two thirds of it's gone. It's not money. People need to understand that. The Roth and the 401k uh, and the SEP programs were created for Wall Street. It was a scheme by Wall Street to capture young people's money. And they organized it with the help of Congress and said, look, why don't we give these people a tax break? Uh, we'll, we'll convince little Steven to give us his money. We'll give him a little, a little $200 discount for doing that. And then he cannot get that money back. The, the, the pay, the pay, the exchanges, he can't get that money back for 30 years without being penalized again. Don't you guys think that's a good idea? And the guys on Wall Street's, we think it's a great idea. Man, what we would do to get millions of people to give us their money for 30 years and then contribute to it every month. My God, we would have a lock. We'd have a lock on money. And then, then it was like, what else can we come up with? Damn, we ought to get them to buy houses too while we're at it. And shit, and before they buy a house, if well, we could get them to go about, to college like, and call it higher education, goddamn, we got the triple, we got the trifecta. <laughs> Well, what's wrong with buying a house when like you're at, adv- you know, you, you think the best investment is like real estate. Would I be wrong in saying that? Oh, without a doubt. The real estate that pays you income, not real estate you oh. live in. Mm. So do you own your house? Uh, no. No. I, 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 an LLC owns my house and it rents it to me. Oh. So, um, and most people can't set up that structure. So you wouldn't want to own a house. If you can't set that structure up, you don't want to own a house and you probably don't want to own a house anyway. What you want to own any more than you want to own a car. You'd want to own a car dealership. Maybe, maybe, but you wouldn't want to own the car. You want to use the car. You don't want to own a hospital. You want to use the hospital and get out of it. Right? So I'd rather see you own a hotel than own a house. Because the hotel's got potential to make money. Yeah. You know, the Hilton, the Hilton family, they didn't make their money owning houses. They own, they made their, they made their money in real estate though. Owning hotels that people pay every night, $200 a night in 65,000 rooms. So that's the difference, right? You do want to own real estate. You don't want to own land. Okay. In the 1800s, there weren't, there weren't houses on, 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 on land. People own land. And what was on the land was cattle. So people were like, oh, you got to own your own land. Not if it didn't have cattle on it. Or a farm. But, but then, then you're into a business. You got a business on top of the land, right? So the, the, when, when in the 50s and 60s, they started putting houses. Everybody should own a house. It was a scam, dude. Mm. No, every, everybody should own income. 
That's what you want. You want income. You want to own income because now I don't need a college education. Right. You don't need a college education to buy an income, uh, a, pro- a property that, or, that brings you income. I own $1.4 billion worth of real estate. Nobody's ever asked me about my education. No. I go well, loan. I get a loan on a, on a $140 million deal. The bank doesn't say, oh, by the way, what were your, what were your grades? <laughs> grades are an illusion. You know, what they ask me about is, what are you buying? What is the property? I'm buying this property right here in Houston, Texas. It's at River Oaks. And then they're going to be like, okay, show me the income statements for it. They're going to roll back here. This is what they should be teaching kids in school, man. Here's the property, you know, 15 acres, locations ridiculous, surrounded by $11 million homes, a bunch of rich people. Uh, what are the rents? What are the income? Okay, good. We'll give you a loan for 90 million bucks. Okay, it's 140 million. You put 50 million down. We'll give you a loan for 40, uh, 90. And <clears throat> because, because the bank will lend me money on a piece of property that produces income. So, what if, like, I think the average American has $10,000 saved, which sounds horrible. Not, not even that much. That, that, that's no. probably double what they actually have. Yeah, but let's let's just say let's just say then ten thousand. Yeah, okay. Because because people who listen to podcasts are generally more well off. That's what the data says. So ten thousand dollars. How does someone get into this this game? You know, buying buying a property that's going to bring you an income with with that amount of money. Can Number they? one, you make a decision. Hey, that's what I'm doing. Rather than buying a house, you can't. You'll never do it if you keep d- doing dumb shit. Like, like just the money you spent going to college, you could have already bought a deal. You uh, out a yeah. Deal. Huh? A lot. <laughs> like, uh, $120,000. People are figuring out the things they're committed to. People figure out how to go to college. They figure out how to buy a phone. They figure out how to buy a house. They figure out how to save for retirement, whatever that means. But they don't figure out how to do the good shit for them. Then when I say, dude, you need to go buy 16 units, they're like, oh, my God, I can't do that. You figured out all this other dumb shit. They throw the towel in like, I don't have that much money. You're rich now. Look, I started with nothing. I started with three grand. My first deal was $3,000. My second deal was 350,000. So I wrote a check for three grand for the first deal. The second deal would be three and a half years later for 350,000. I spent three years coming up with enough money to buy a a $2 million piece of real estate. So the first deal, I did it on the money I had. The second deal, I spent three years of research. And while I was doing research, I was saving money so I could buy the right deal. The first deal I made three grand on. The second deal I made five million on. So three grand turned into six grand on the first deal. No research, no study, no homework. It was easy. Anybody can do that deal. Three grand became six grand. That's a good deal, by the way. That's a hundred percent return. The second deal took three years of homework, research, studying, um, like meetings, asking questions, humility. Learning is humility, right? Three years. I had to raise 350 grand while I was doing those, that three years of research. That 350 grand made me five million dollars. So you can't make that much money on one unit, like the, the one house. You, nobody's going to make $5 million on a house. You can make that. No. 
And you're not going to make it if you keep make if you keep saying, well, I can't learn this or I don't have this instead of saying, hey, wait, I'm going to follow a model that works. Yeah. So anybody, anybody here watching, listening to this right now, anybody, I'm telling you, anyone can learn to do what I'm doing in real estate. So and and you have learning resources on that, right? You you got your you got courses and programs on that. Yeah, we do. But I mean, that that wasn't the intention of that. It was like pe- people. If I didn't, I didn't take any course. I didn't take a course to learn what I know. But it took me three years of asking questions and making phone calls and looking like a dumbass. If you're willing to look like a dumbass, you don't have to spend any money. Yeah, it's. A, I guess it's about. Um, you know, it's about figuring it out. Uh, figuring out the stuff that's that's good for you instead of figuring out how to do the stuff that's uh, that's shitty for you. You know. Ex- so you're, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so you're wearing. How about that shirt you're wearing? You're wearing a shirt that says "Billionaire in the Making." When do you anticipate being a billionaire? I don't know that I'll make it, man. I don't know. You know. Really? Yeah. I mean, I probably will. I might. I got a fifty-fifty. Fifty-fifty <laughs> chance. What if you, we got 10 X's, man. We, we, what, what, what about, what if you come become a 10 billionaire? Maybe, maybe it'll, it'll come true and, and you don't, like, you don't even realize how, how, how big it's going to be. No, you have no could, idea. It could, it could. I've been wrong. I've been wrong about how far I would go the entire, my whole career. I said that earlier. I've been, my entire career, I've underestimated my ability. I'm, I'm an extremely, I'm, 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 I'm a fairly pessimistic person. Hmm. So I'm a, I'm a, very practical, reasonable, even pessimistic person. Mm. So I, I am way further than I ever thought I would be, which means I was wrong the whole time about what I could do. I underestimated what I could pull off. I never thought I'd be in a 25,000 square foot uh, building with my name on it and have 170 employees. Never, never even thought, not like, okay, I'm going to have three or four or five employees, maybe. I uh, never thought about, I never thought I'd have my own jet. Dude. Never, never, ever, ever, not even wrote it, didn't write it down one time up until about three years ago. So there's yeah. two ways to be wrong. You know, overestimate or underestimate. Most people overestimate. And, and um, you know, Steve Jobs would not have thought everybody would have this phone like they do and an iTunes account. So are you saying it's good to maybe be an underestimator? Is- I'm just saying as long as you're working your ass off every day, like I, I use I use my pessimism to push me. I'm driven. I'm driven by my pessimism. Yeah. And. Um, I think a lot of people take vacations because they're overly optimistic or, or, or they're entitled. I deserve this. I don't deserve any of this. That that's what I believe. I deserve nothing. <laughs> Zero. Like I'm lucky to have air condition. So nobody deserves anything. That, that That's, that's kind of what I operate from every day. And my wife's completely different, you know? She, she is, she's certain that she deserves, she's a queen and she deserves all this. <clears throat> it's different for me. It doesn't make either one of us right or wrong. I don't know that I'm right on that. It makes life hard for me and, and other people. Yeah. So, so Grant, I have, um, 
I got this question here from Lauren Tickner. I don't know. You, you, she, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, Lauren, that's our friend, Lauren. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you guys met up in, uh, in, in, I think London yeah. it was. Yeah. Yeah. And she was regretful that she did not get to ask this question. So this comes directly from Lauren. Okay. okay. Ready? Ready? Uh, why Scientology? When I first started this podcast, I had no clue what I was doing, and it showed. This podcast was terrible in the beginning, so much so that when people tell me today that they listen to early episodes, I cringe because it was just that bad. But along the way, of course, I figured things out and started growing as I was going. But I wish I knew these things in the beginning. I could have saved so much time, money, and just sheer embarrassment. Now I'm solving for all of the unknown variables of podcasting for you with my brand new course, How to Become a Rockstar Podcaster. Oh, and by the way, it's completely free. In the course, I give away every single one of my secrets from marketing to building a business around your podcast and monetizing your podcast without ads. I put a ton of effort into this course over the past few months, and it is extremely professional. And this is something that people around me said I should be selling for 400 bucks, but I said, no, I am giving this away for free. I couldn't think of something better to share with you. So for free access to my new course, How to Become a Rockstar Podcaster, you can go to jordanparis.com forward slash course. That's jordanparis.com forward slash course for free access to my brand new course, How to Become a Rockstar Podcaster. I look forward to seeing you in the course. Let's build a business around your podcast. Because you're, you're a Scientologist, right? Yeah. yeah like, yeah. why? And look, look, Grant, I know nothing about it. Like, I know nothing about Scientology. Yeah, yeah. So. Dude, because it's, it, it's cool. And because it works. Um, I was interested in it because of all the controversy. It was interesting to me how much controversy there, there is around the subject. And I'm like, what's going on over there that, that like... Every news channel bangs on it. It's on the tabloid. What is really going on over there? And so when I went down there, I'm like, hey, what's the deal here? What's going on here? And I started reading their material, doing their courses. Every part of my life improved. What age were you? I was, uh, I read the book when I was 25, but I went into a church when I was 45. Oh, so only recently. I mean, like the last 15 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And look, I didn't plan on going there and being like becoming a Scientologist or anything. I went in there to do one course. And I did a course and I'm like, dude, that was great. I'm like, hey, I heard this stuff's expensive here. That was one of the things I had read, how expensive that Scientology only service rich people. And so I'm like, oh, wow, how, how expensive is this stuff here? And they're like, that course is $19. I'm like, wow. Uh, there are online courses that are free. So the tabloids, the media, it's just they, the, 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 the media is really it's not fake news. It's lying news like they they do lie. The media does uh, almost say whatever it wants without without anybody regulating it. So <clears throat> and anybody that knew anything about Scientology, the only two people I knew had been Scientologists were these two people that were super, super successful. One was a bond trader. He was making millions of dollars a month. And I said, man, how do you, why are you so much more productive than other people? He's like, oh, I study Scientology. 
And there was this other guy in the automotive space and him and his wife, five kids, five or six kids, wonderful people, like unbelievable people. And he was in the same space I was in and he was doing 50 times better than I was. No stress, organized, a family man. And I'm like, what's, what's, the, what's the trick, man? Both of these guys, by the way, I had to ask. Neither one of them like offered it. He said, Scientology, man, organizes my life, organizes my thoughts. It, it uh, gets rid of sabotaging behavior. I'm like, I'm in right there. When he said gets rid of sabotaging behavior, I'm like, I got it. Because I, I, I suffer from fear, anxiety, all these demons. I had all these demons, man, that constantly um, under uh, like, 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 like they, 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 they kind of undermined. They undermined my intentions. Uh, I couldn't stay in relationships. There's no way I'd be married today if it wasn't for Scientology. I would definitely not be a good father if it was not for that, for, for, for the courses there and the technology. They have a specific technology there uh, that, that helped me in my life. I, look, I don't know if it'll help anybody else. I'm not promoting it. I don't work for the church. Yeah. But it freaking changed my life. Like I would not 95% of the success I'm having today and the peace and the security, the confidence uh, uh, is because of what, what, what they've done for me there. Yeah. It, it's uh it's like this. I think, I guess it's just this stigma. Like it's not, it's not like, it's, it's not that bad. You know, it's like, uh, it's like network marketing. Like a lot of people have this stigma about it. And look, I would not do like, I, I'm not involved in network marketing, never have been, but like I talked to Ray Higdon, like, do, do you know, Ray? Yeah, I know Ray. Yeah. I went over his house and and he lives five minutes from me and, and talked to him and, and uh, like, and like trying to like punch some holes in like, you know, the argument here. And, and there is like, there really isn't like he, he knew his stuff. Like it all, like, it sounds great. Like it, it, and, and people are like, are, make a make a good living from it and so like i feel like scientology is definitely even though i still don't know nearly enough about it like it's definitely not like you know like yeah you don't, I, you don't I, know I, anything about it like like yeah there's a book called the problems of work for any any of your podcasters that are having trouble with burnout or balance mm. life balance stuff it's called the problems of work it's a great book on it helped me so i've read that book five, probably five or six times it's about work. How do I, how do I stay interested in my work? How do I not burn myself out? How do I stay creative? How do I stay current? Uh, there's another book on uh, learning how to learn. You know, unfortunately, colleges don't even teach people how to learn, but we're supposed to learn. And then we wonder why we don't. Um, I used to have a problem reading. I could not read. Like I had trouble, like putting the words together on a page. I did that course, learning how to learn. I can read a financial statement now that I couldn't read before. So anybody that says it doesn't work, probably quit on it. That's what I find. Most people, people quit AA and say, oh, AA didn't work for me, man. That shit, 12 steps. Two of those steps are just ridiculous. You know, uh, people that go to the Catholic church and they say it doesn't work. It's because you cheated on your wife, dude. <laughs> Catholic church, nothing wrong with the Catholic church. Okay. It's probably nothing wrong with any church. If, if people, if people, it's like college. There ain't nothing wrong with college, bro. 
you you went there with the wrong intentions. Because mm. you could have got in. Same thing with me. I could have got in and out in two years. But but I didn't go there with intention to get something out of it to use that particular data. Like I, there, there's got to be a handful of courses over there are worthwhile. Advanced public speaking. Okay. Yeah, it is. Yeah. But uh, but Grant, we we got to wrap this up. I want to I want to humanize you. I answered a question. I'm sorry that she didn't have the courage to ask. <laughs> I will, I'm going to text her and, she, uh, and uh, there's no course there on self-confidence okay because if Lauren had more self-confidence she would have asked me I did that self-confidence course by the way like it was amazing that's awesome man so I, I want to humanize you like well, what do you what does Grant Cardone do for fun uh, I'm going I'm trying to go to the World Series tonight oh that's awesome yeah uh, I'll play golf you gonna take the jet there to humanize me well, me taking a jet human. <laughs> yeah, we talk about all this business stuff and serious stuff. I like the fish. I love I love playing cards. Gin, poker, um, dominoes. I like to play dominoes. Almost any game. Any game. Like, you know, if I can land this back there. Oh, oh my God. How did you get, for, for people hold on, for people that can't see, you just threw a ball behind your back and landed it in on a shelf of a bookshelf, like a middle shelf of a book. I don't even that's crazy. You must have been practicing that. No, I like I like games and challenges. So you know, I love playing with my kids, man. Um I I'm a jokester, I'm a big prankster. I love scaring people and pranking people out and and I like producing. I, I, I love being part of a team that does better. And I love seeing other people win, not just me. Mm. I love it, man. I, I, th- I really thank you for sharing your, you know, your truth with us today. Uh, I, I just want to finish up with, with I'm gonna sit, we're going to play a game. You ready? Okay. In, in the spirit I, of, I like of games it. and having like fun. Games. So I'm going to say a word. You're going to say the first, first thing that comes to your mind, okay? okay. Risk. Got to. Safety. It's ridiculous. Sale. It's good for you. High. High? Like in the opposite of low. What'd you say? Not good for you. Getting getting high. I was thinking about getting high. Not good ah. Love. Love? Uh, family. Fun. Family. Money. Money's good for you. Yeah. Last one. Ready? Grant Cardone. Trying to help, man. Just trying to change. A teacher, man. Teacher, teacher. Grant Cardone, you are the man. Thank you very much. Okay, brother. Be great. We've reached the end of this episode of Growth Mindset University. For more keys to success and methods to inspire your entrepreneurial spirit, head to jordanparis.com slash course and enroll in our free course to elevate your podcast to the next level. Be sure to pass the show along to someone you know who will benefit from the lessons learned in each episode, and we'll catch you and them on the next episode of Growth Mindset University.